I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. John Carter finds a solution to insanity. Welcome back. This is the second part of the series, A Solution to Insanity. Now, made this point in the last talk. I'm going to pick it up now. Christ had a conflict with the Pharisees over the Sabbath. Not whether it should be kept, but how it should be kept. Because the Pharisees just didn't get it because all they had was man-made religion. But Jesus taught that the Sabbath, the rest day, was the symbol of the rest that the gospel brings into our hearts. Now, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 4 and 16 to 19 because the Bible says that Jesus announced his mission of redemption on the Sabbath. So this is very appropriate. Luke chapter 4. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Jesus went to church on the Sabbath and stood up to read. He was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is talking about the ministry of Christ. And he made this tremendous announcement on the Sabbath day because this is really the heart of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the symbol of the gospel. It is a day of liberty. Jesus performed, we're told in the scriptures, seven miracles on the Sabbath. How many miracles? Seven miracles on the Sabbath. Seven is a perfect number in the scriptures. It is a number of completion. And for these Sabbath miracles, this has not been noted by many, Jesus was hounded, persecuted, and finally murdered by the custodians of the law, the holy ones, the religious leaders. Jesus had an issue with the Pharisees, not about the sacredness of the Sabbath, but about its ultimate meaning. Now, Jesus kept the Sabbath as God intended, not as the religious people said he should have kept it. Seven Sabbath miracles. Seven is the number of perfection. And this happened to draw our attention to the significance of the Sabbath. The first one is the man with the evil spirit, the man who was a crazy man. Now, if you turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 1 and verse 21 to 25, this was in a Sabbath meeting in the local synagogue. Mark chapter 1 and verse 21 to 25. Then they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue. Hey, Jesus going to church on the Sabbath. 
and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one as having authority, not as the scribes were so boring. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, crazy man. And he cried out saying, let us alone, what have you to do with us? Uh, what, what are we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And the man was no longer crazy. Because the Bible says the evil spirit came out and this happened uh, on the Sabbath. Listen, from insanity to sanity. The Jewish leaders never, ever got it. They never understood the real meaning of the Sabbath, even though they talked about the Sabbath more than anything else. They thought it was only a set of rules. Jesus was saying, now I want every person here to hear this. The Sabbath is all about the healing of body, mind and spirit. It is a good day. It is a great day. It is the day of liberation. It is a happy day, a healing day. It is a joyous day. And so Jesus performed these miracles on the Sabbath to teach the people that the Sabbath is the greatest day in the week. That is why he performed miracles on the Sabbath. Now turn fast with me to Mark chapter 2 and verse 27. Mark chapter 2 and verse 27. And I'm going to put it up on the screen in the New Living Translation. Just, just get a load of this, folks. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people. Look at that. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. And so the Sabbath was given as a day of liberation, a day of deliverance, a day of joy, not a day of doom and gloom. It was a special time for healing. And so he starts out, by taking a man who's got a crazy spirit and he makes him into a sane person. Then there's a man with a deformed, twisted up hand. And you can read this in Mark chapter 3, Mark chapter 3 and verses 1 down to 4. And he entered the synagogue again and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. I mean, how crazy can you get? This is religious craziness. He said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. Now, Jesus heals this man. This man, one man was a crazy man. One man has got a twisted up arm. You know what this is teaching? Without Christ, we're crazy or we're twisted up. And so Jesus heals him on the Sabbath day because it's the liberation day. They didn't get it. What was their reaction? Look at verse 6. Mark chapter 3, verse 6. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might what? Kill him. They're going to destroy him. They want to kill him. He's healing people. He's saving people's lives, but they're so spiritually dumb, they don't get it. I want you to know this. The greatest curse in the world is man-made religion that makes up 
its own rules and consequently puts Christ on the cross. When Jesus was in the Sabbath, it was a potent healing force in the world. God's creative power takes away our twisted hands. We need his power in our lives. Look at the word disease. Ever looked at it this way? Disease. Disease. Look at it. You know what it is? Dis-ease. When you take ease, the Sabbath out of our hearts, the rest of the gospel, we become diseased. That's why we're having school shootings. That's why there are so many drugs. Because the gospel has gone away. Then look at Matthew 12, verses 1 and 2, please. Matthew 12, 1 and 2. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. You know, always criticizing. Because they, they never, ever got it. The religious leaders whose focus was on the performance of certain acts never got it, but they were good into acts. And into this context, in the same context as plucking the, the grain, in the same context, you've got Matthew 11, 28 to 30. It's right there. In the same context, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, I will give you Sabbath. I will give you rest. I will give you ease. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, lowly in heart, and you will find rest. You will find Sabbath for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The religious leaders didn't get it. The Sabbath was about the gospel. But they thought it was about, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. And that's why so many people lose their kids. Because it's all, don't do it. The Sabbath represents divine rest for human restlessness. We need his rest because it's healing for the soul. That's why the New York Times article hits a raw nerve. Because even these liberals say, we're so crazy with all of our stupid digital devices that we need to lay them aside for one day in seven. But you go along to a church usually and people, you know why? They've gone crazy. I'm not laughing. They've gone crazy. Can't hear God speak to them. I'm not. New York Times says we need a digital Sabbath. They're right. Five other Sabbath miracles are recorded, making a total of seven. We're going to go through them real fast. Number one, we've already noticed this. The man with the evil spirit. Number two, the man with the deformed hand. Luke 14, we're not going to turn off the text. The man with the swollen arms and legs. Number four, the man who was sick for 38 years. You know how long Israel was in the wilderness for? 38 years. The man born blind, blind from birth. Who does that represent? The world. The woman with the raging fever, Mark 1. The woman with the evil spirit bent double for 18 years. 
And the Pharisee said, you can't heal her for two reasons. She's a woman and secondly, it's the Sabbath. That's the stupidity of religion without God. We need Jesus, my friends. All these sicknesses represent man without God. Think about it. Deformed. 38 years an invalid. Demon possessed. Swollen with sin. Swollen. Blind from birth spiritually. A raging fever. Hot heads. Bent double. Crippled with pain. He healed on his Sabbath because he wanted the world to know that his Sabbath of rest that is represented by the seventh day, his Sabbath of rest that represents the gospel of grace when accepted by faith in Christ is the most potent healing force in the world today. Listen to me. Listen to me. I ask you this question. My fellow Americans, was America a better place when mums and dads went to church on the weekend and took their kids, was it a better place? Of course it was. You know what's happening today? These kids that are going out and shooting everybody, you know what the problem is? They've probably never, ever been told that Jesus loves them. What America needs uh, is a rebirth of going to church. So the New York Times got it right, partially right. Whatever happened to the human race? This is a question unanswered by the New York Times. Now, let me tell it to you. Straight and clear and plain and simple. Who will listen? Listening to a guy on uh, a KNX 1070. He said, when I hear about these shootings, I get so angry. He said, I'm so mad today. Don't get mad. Do something about it. Stop the platitudes. Stop the platitudes. The big problem is not a gun. The big problem is the person who is deranged who's got the gun. You see? All right, whatever happened to the human race? Men and women, boys and girls, have been fed chocolate-coated candies full of Darwinian arsenic. Did you get that? Man is the product of blind impersonal forces. That's what they are taught. Maybe not you, but young people are. And they're taught this in the name of science. Here is the new philosophy. One of the biggest problems with the church and with many ministers and with many Christians is that they're living on cloud nine and they do not know what is going on in the world. Completely out of touch with humanity. Irrelevant. Listen to this, the new insanity. Nothing, this is what it's believed, nothing produces everything. Non-life produces life. Randomness produces fine-tuning. Chaos produces information. Unconsciousness produces consciousness. Non-reason produces reason. I would suggest that you look at it. This is what is taught today in every American university, except little private universities. 
and all the universities overseas. Some of you may be sitting here, those of you who do very little reading, pardon my saying this, and have spent most of your time watching television, you may find it very hard to understand what's happening to the young people. Young people know these things. They would never contradict me because they believe what I'm telling you. William Provine of Cornell University said, if Darwinism is true, then there are five inescapable conclusions. There is no evidence for God. There is no life after death. There is no absolute foundation for right or wrong. There is no ultimate meaning in life and people don't really have free will. No wonder people go out and kill each other. This is the new insanity taught in the universities. Taught in every great American university, every state university worldwide, including the great Sydney University. Ask my son David. He got a degree from Sydney University. He was told by one of his professors, nothing you do really matters. Just get out of bed in the morning. Doesn't matter what you do because there's no meaning. This teaching which is taught in every university leads to despair, hopelessness, depression, lawlessness, promiscuity, suicide, rape, alcoholism, drug addiction, the killing of helpless babies. Kill the babies. They're nothing. School shootings, racism, because I'm better than others, you see, because of my color. And every other social and moral evil. Some people call this progressiveness. I call it insanity. Now, there is an antidote and a solution to this insanity. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. First book in the Bible. Read your Bible every day, folks. Be smart. Don't be brainwashed. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Listen to me. Listen to me. Look at me. The great antidote is a recognition that there's a personal God and God made me in his own image. Therefore, I am unique and glorious because I am a child of God. And so is the little baby in the mother's womb. Hey, that getting close to somebody? The little baby in the mother's womb? It's not sacred? Yes, it is. It's a child of God. And uh, so God made me. Genesis 2, 1 to 3 now. Genesis 2, 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed uh, the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Listen, God said, even people in Eden may forget and certainly when they sin they will forget. Therefore, I will give them a weekly memorial. 
so that they will remember I made them and I love them. That's the anchor for the lonely crowd. That's divine rest for human restlessness. Belief and trust in a personal loving creator, Jesus Christ, who made us in his own image. The Sabbath is God's reminder and it says, remember. There's some of you folks know I've been to Russia many times, 49 times, Russia and Ukraine. Had vast crowds, uh, probably spoke to more atheists face to face than anybody else, in recent times at least. I would tell these vast crowds, you're not an animal, you're not a machine, you are a child of God. Then I would tell them what happened. They knew what happened in Russia when the communists rejected belief in God. Millions were murdered in the death camps. I've been to Siberia, I've stood in the graves, grave places where hundreds of thousands were corpses. At Magadan in the Far East, they sent over a group of people on the Trans-Siberian Express that I've travelled on on numerous occasions. They got them on this big ship to send them up north to Magadan. They were crying out for food and because they complained, the atheists hosed them down in the middle of winter. You know what happened? Immediately became blocks of ice. 10,000. Why? Because man is nothing. Most young people do not know this. This is a great fault with our educational system. They're not even taught these things. Don't let them forget. The death of God always leads to the death of man. Never, never, ever forgot what happened when the atheists got in control. The Christian Sabbath is an anchor for the lonely crowd so that we will never forget the source of happiness and sanity. So I say to people, my American friends, my Australian friends, go to church. Go to church. Take your children to church. Go to a church where Jesus is Lord and where his commandments are respected. And don't go to a church where the pastor talks politics. Go to a church where Christ is preached. America stood high in the world when people went to church. When I was in Russia, I'll never forget it, the hopelessness of the people who'd come and see me. Look at Genesis 2, 1 to 3 again. It says this, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished, and on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he'd rested from all his work which God had created and made. So that makes the Sabbath not my Sabbath, not the Jewish Sabbath. It makes the Sabbath the rest day. The blessed day. God put a blessing in. You say, well, I, I can do it. No, no, you can't put a blessing in it. You're not God. The rest day, the blessed day, the best day. It's a test day. And also go to church and expect it to be the miracle day when God heals people. When the Sabbath is observed with Christ in the heart, it is a mighty bulwark against the insanity of sin. Christ works miracles. Karl Barth, who stood up against Hitler, said, when the holy day becomes the day of man, society and humanity wither away and the demons rule. That's what's happening in America. The demons are ruling in America because man has forgotten God. 
I say to people, remember Russia, China, North Korea, Cambodia. They went crazy. They forgot God was their creator. And the demons ruled. When are we going to wise up? Therefore, it is high time to return to the creator, Christ the Lord, and remember his words, not my words, the words of Almighty God. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Therefore, what would I say to you? Go to church. Take your children to church. No parents say, oh, we don't care. They can make up their own minds when they grow up. What a terrible sin to throw your children into the fire without hope. Go to church. Take your children to church. Expect a miracle. Remember also what Jesus said. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sabbath in the heart. His rest is the cure of the insanity that rules the world. Therefore, what would I say to you now? I would say the words that my beloved Jewish friends say as the sun sinks low in the west on Friday. Shabbat Shalom. And as Jesus said, when he came down on Mount Sinai in all his glory, he said to his people, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The true Sabbath with Christ in the heart is God's solution to the insanity of sin. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. And amen. The Word began in a village. Churches and schools sprang up and multiplied, reaching into the city. Great truths revealed to the people of Papua New Guinea, changing thousands of lives. Our eyes are going to be opened to the discovery of amazing truths. The greatest truth in the Bible, it is the truth that God loves you. It has completely changed my life, and I'm going to be baptized this Sabbath. Pastor Kata has put something in my heart that I will never forget. Thank you, Pastor Kata, for your program. It has changed my life completely. John Carter's Great Truths Revealed was recorded live from Papua New Guinea. Experience the miracles in this 21 DVD series for a gift of $150 US or $210 Australian. To order, visit our website or call. God has blessed us all. Those blessings can be passed down to our families and to the family of Christ. A monetary gift from your estate can be given to support the tremendous work of the Carter Report. Your gift delivers hope to those waiting to hear the Word of God and changes lives all over the world. Vehicles of all kinds, boats and property can be transformed 
to support the schools, orphanages, churches, and television programs of the Carter Report. If this is your wish, or if you have questions, please contact us. You can call the number on the screen or write to us. Thank you for making us a part of your legacy. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.